Let's get to it. This is Sebi Podcast. Streaming only here on WNSC Radio. What is going on? What is going on, world? It is the Sebi Podcast Radio Show streaming only here on WNSC Radio. We are brought to you live out here from Sin City, out here in sunny and hot Desiree, Las Vegas, just outside the Caesar Palace, where I am staying, five miles down T-Mobile Arena, where T-Mobile Arena Saturday night will be the world stage between Keith Thurman and Manny Pacquiao for the welterweight championship of the world here in Las Vegas, where I will be. And back east, yes, it should be 720, I believe, out there. My main man, Michael Gray from Virginia, He's holding it down there for the East Coast. What is going on, Mike? What is going on? How you feeling today? I'm doing great, man. It's, it's been a long day, long day of work, but it was a great day. I'm, I'm doing lovely. We're doing great. We're doing great here, here in Sin City, here today, Mike. And uh, you want to talk about another crazy atmosphere and a crazy week in the sports world? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I, I I don't know what's what's it's, your thoughts, man. It's like it's, it's like every's been crazy. It's like every time every time we 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 think we we saw something major, we get reminded that the following week that we just ain't seen nothing yet. We are, it's, it's, of course, indeed there with all of the makeshift in the NBA. And speaking of the NBA, let's start off and get to it. Mike, and we'll start off with our opening segment today, guys. Our opening segment today, guys, is proud and sponsored by RDV Sportsplex. That's right, RDV Sportsplex. It is the largest sports complex in Central Florida, hands down. And it's really not even close. From tennis to basketball to fitness gyms to indoor hockey to ice hockey to curling to figure skating. Our friends, RDV Sportsplex here in Central Florida has invited myself, and the entire community to come and hang out with them. And, oh, by the way, tell them Sebi from the Sebi Podcast Show sent you. And, Mike, we got to start off with the news that sent haymakers out there in the world. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard uniting in Los Angeles. Initial thoughts when you saw that news. Oh, man, the initial thoughts was actually at 6.30 in the morning on Saturday, on Saturday morning. I fell asleep when it actually happened. I was knocked out. But when I woke up, I, I couldn't believe it. I really thought I was dreaming. I said, hold on, let me go back to sleep, make sure I read this correct. I started pinching myself. I started uh, <laughs> just, 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 make, just making sure I was up, and this wasn't a dream. Like, Kawhi Leonard going to the Clippers wasn't wasn't really as surprising to me because I knew it was one of the three, th- three teams he was considering. But when I saw Paul George's name on the list right next to him, I said, hold up, how did that happen? 
you know, because we I thought I thought Paul George was locked. You know, we thought Paul George was locked up three more years with OKC and his contract. And I, I just I, I was like I, I didn't I really didn't think he was going to get another superstar on the market because there weren't any left in free agency. So hey, they, 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 the Clippers found out to work out a trade. Steve Ballmer and, and Jerry, Jerry West just proved once again their magic and, and work, work some magic upstairs. It was an ama- It was it was amazing to see. I was happy because the 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 shift of power in the NBA, the, the a, a balance has shifted all the way like to everybody. It's a two star league now instead of super teams. That's the yeah, that's the major yeah. piece to me, and I, I see I see consistency throughout the league. You have six to seven teams now that can legitimately compete for a championship, and you really don't know who's going to come out come out this year. Is we have parity back in the NBA. That that was my first initial reaction to this is that. Kawhi Leonard, instead of going joining LeBron and Anthony Davis to the Lakers and having an easy road to prosperity where they would have just destroyed the league, he decided to face not only face competition, but face it in the same arena, in the same city, his hometown of L.A. And it was, it was, it was special to see, and I loved it. Both, both guys coming home, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, it's special. Definitely there. Paul George from Palmdale, California. And, of course, Los Angeles have two great contenders and two great teams playing in one building there for us. And one other man that's with us right now on the hotline with us here today, it is none other than Zion Hezekiah. Boy, we thought Zion had power. The name Zion had power. You think about great Mount Zion. You think about Zion Williamson. Well, there's another great Zion as well. There's Zion Hezekiah, and he's from the sixth. He's from the six in Toronto, none other than the voice of Toronto Talk Sports and more and Los Angeles Laker, you know, fan. Zion Hezekiah on the show with us. What is going on out there? Yes, yes. Well, first things first, Michael Gray, Sebi, you know how it do. And thanks for having me on. I'm excited to uh, chop it up with you fellas and uh, talk some sports. So uh, thanks for having me, guys. No doubt, brother. No doubt. Appreciate you being here. No doubt. We are pleased to have you on the show here today, Zion Hezekiah. And speaking of making magic like you are with Zion, of course, uh, Jerry West, the logo man, all of a sudden he just continues to create magic and pizzazz. Um, We saw a couple years ago when he, you know, found a way to lure Andre Iguodala out of Denver. And then he brought Kevin Durant to Golden State. And now... People tend to forget he's part owner with Steve Ballmer with the Los Angeles Clippers, luring Paul George and Kawhi Leonard to the Los Angeles Clippers. Yourself as a Laker fan, I know this is bittersweet for you. How, how, how are you feeling today, Mr. Zion? So listen, whenever people ask me how I feel, I always say the same thing, with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> That, that, that's a, and, and occasionally with my heart. No, listen, let, let, me, let me tell you, and, and you said it rightfully, uh, uh, Sebi. Indeed, I'm a diehard Laker fan. I've been a Laker fan since I was probably like five, six years old, since I started watching NBA. Um, and then after that, I transitioned to, I was a Bulls fan. Of course, I loved Michael, but always a Laker fan at heart. Um, but more importantly, I like to consider myself an NBA fan, a fan of the game itself. So even with Kawhi's decision to not team up with LeBron and AD and form what persons, you know, refer to as a super team. Uh, I wasn't sour whatsoever. It's all about what's in the best interest of the league. I mean, I wouldn't have been upset, obviously, if Kawhi said, hey, let's run with uh, LeBron and, and 
you know, let's try to dominate the league or whatever the case. But um, yeah, this it seemed to be the best move, you know, all things considered uh, for the landscape of uh, the National Basketball Association. Definitely there. And, and I want to have your thoughts, you know, as a Laker fan, as a later Laker lover, of course. What were some of the reasons uh, that the Los Angeles Lakers did not land Kawhi Leonard? There's been speculations that it was Magic Johnson obviously opening his mouth and, you know, spilling beans and uh, spilling out speculations to the media. Um, there's been speculations that Kawhi Leonard is just not that guy to join forces and alliances with already, you know, legitimate contenders. And he wanted his own team to back home where he's from to make a name for himself. And this is the first time where Kawhi Leonard had his own team that he can legitimately say, okay, this is my team. I get to roll the reins. I want to show the world that I can contend where I want to be with when I am conducting my own jurisdiction. Your thoughts on that? Zion. Hello? Hello? Are you there, Zion? Can, yes, can you hear me? Can. Here we go. Okay, good, good. Sorry <laughs> about that. Yeah, so I was no. saying, just for some context, uh, kicking it a couple years back, when Kawhi pretty much forced his way out of San Antonio, if we'll recall, um, he said that he wanted to be traded to where? To the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, people forget this. He specifically said he wanted to be traded to the Lakers. And then, of course, Pop and, and Spurs management, they're like, there's no way we're, we're doing business. We're not trading you to the Lakers. So from there, you know, Kawhi kind of transitioned and said, okay, I want to play in Los Angeles. So naturally, if you want, if they're talking about going to the Lakers, they're saying, we're not going to send you to, to Los Angeles Lakers. And he's like, I just want to play in Los Angeles. There's only one other team in Los Angeles. He never specifically said the Clippers, but obviously that's where the whole connection came from. He just wanted to play in L.A. But uh, for context, I think a lot of people forget that the Lakers were his initial yeah. choice. In terms of your specific question, the reason why he didn't choose the Lakers, I think that pretty much after that, when LeBron ended up going there, then obviously now you, you, know, you have A.D., and Kawhi said it himself from his own lips that he doesn't want to play or he didn't want to play with LeBron. He wanted to compete against him. So I think from that particular standpoint, that's the reason why. If, Le if perhaps if AD wasn't there, I could definitely see Kawhi, you know, teaming up with LeBron. But he probably just wasn't into the whole, you know, super team, if you will. And, um, you know, teaming up with, with two other guns. Uh, he seemed like, you know, as a Batman, he just wanted to have a Robin. And uh, the Los Angeles Clippers, you know, they were a good fit, and so be it. But I don't think it was necessarily anything personal against the Lakers. I, I really don't think it had anything to do with Magic Johnson leaking information from their conversation. Um, I think all along the Clippers um, going into this free agency was his number one choice. Um, and I do firmly believe if the Clippers weren't able to get, you know, Paul George or another star to accompany uh, Kawhi Leonard, I do feel that his default would have been to, um, you know, run it back with the Raptors, perhaps in a short-term deal, maybe a two-year deal. Uh, Danny Green um, would have definitely joined him. So I think that would have been his second option. But, uh, yeah, he wanted to play in Los Angeles. Uh, the Lakers were stacked, and he said, hey, let's, uh, let's dance with the Clippers. Definitely there. And as, as this prolonged with Kawhi holding on and holding back on his decision, I started to think and started to, you know, get enticed with the media and thinking that he would actually take a short-term deal with the – Toronto Raptors but of course we did not know that of course Jerry West had this blockbuster trade 
under his sleeve. And I want to give this to Mike, to you right now. Now, uh, I know where, you know, Zion stands in this, but Mike, I want to stand to you. In Los Angeles, in the Battle of Los Angeles, when we talk about duos, who's the better duo, Paul George and Kawhi, or is it Anthony Davis with King James? I'm, I'm leaning towards the Lakers, LeBron James and Anthony Davis because those are the two top, those are the two of the top five players we have in this game. So it's 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 dicey to me, but I'm, I'm gonna go with LeBron and they're the better duo. I, I would definitely give it to them because come on, LeBron James coming off of a, a, the longest rest he's had in about almost ten years, and Anthony Davis, we already know what he's gonna do because he's he's just that much extraordinary and he can he can facilitate anything on the floor that he wants. And I, I'm I'm very interested to see their cohesion, but I, I would definitely yeah, I would definitely give it to the Lakers and, and um, LeBron and Anthony Davis. But Kawhi and Paul George, I'm right there, definitely there, and I'm for sure agreeing that I I think that Zion is on the same page. Is that right? Yes, sir. <laughs> Yes, sir. Absolutely. Definitely there. The Los Angeles Lakers having the better duo out of the two. Now, as in potential rosters overall, I, I, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking a little bit clippery. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking uh, kind of like what Mike likes to say, Clip City, Chip City, <laughs> when it comes to the entire roster. Uh, I, I think that the Clippers are a little bit deeper, don't you think? And, and would you guys agree as well? Uh, Okay, absolutely not. So, um, who do the Clippers have? Break break down the Clippers roster. Let let's 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 go through it. Who who do the Clippers well, have? Well, you talking to me? Seb, you want this one or you want me? To... You, you can go ahead, Mike. Uh, I, I, I'll I'll take off rip. Easily the best the best scorer off the bench. They have him. They have a guy named Landry Shaman, who is a very proven defender. He's a very he's a very solid mid range shooter and can also knock it down from the outside. Um, you know they have Montrez Harrell, of course. Montrez Harrell is is one of the most underrated centers in basketball because he was slept on com- coming into this league and he's been motivated ever since. And he's been uh, just a force down low for the Clippers and he really sets the tone and really epitomizes their toughness on the team. Uh, who else? You have Patrick Beverly, who ain't afraid of anybody at all. And he's, he's not backing down from any point guard challenge. He's right there with him. So when you talk about from a physicality perspective, they definitely have an advantage over the Lakers, who outside of LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Kyle Kuzma, you know, I, I like the signing of Avery Bradley. They definitely beefed up with DeMarcus Cousins. I want to see what he looks like coming off of, you know, not really playing too much with Golden State. They they do have some pieces, and it's not as far off as, you know, me and Sebi might, might, might think it is. It's not really as far off as far as the comparisons, but I will give a slight edge to the Clippers because they're just so deep. You saw what they did last year without any superstars. And, Definitely. And now they added, they added two more to the piece and really don't lose much but other than a rookie a rookie point guard and uh, an aging Danilo Gallinari and, and a lot of picks. But Definitely. outside of that, they have, they have the core intact, and that core is something special, and I, I would give the edge to the Clippers. Well, I'm I'm going to go ahead and agree with you here, Mike. I, I think when you look at it from a cohesion standpoint, yes, they lost Shad Gilgis Alexander, a great young prospect, and Danilo Gallinari can uh, definitely average 20 on very good nights. But when you look at the standpoint of Patrick Beverly, Kawhi Leonard, and Paul George, 
you can immediately say that that might be the best def- there i think they're going to be the best defensive team in basketball i mean when these guys they have you know they have that moxie inside of them they they have that determination and they pride themselves on defense and i think that when you pair up arguably the best two-way play- two two-way players in the game that being paul george and and Kawhi Leonard, maybe Klay Thompson has something to say about that. Um, of course, on the same team, assembling them in Los Angeles, I think that's just going to be a trickling factor to the other players. When Patrick Beverly and, and to Montrez Harold, who's a dog, of course, they have Zubats, where they actually got lured from the Los Angeles Lakers. That's right, Magic let them go. Yeah, guys like Shamet, who's a proven defender, much like uh, Mike said as well. So I, I, I believe that the Clippers have the better roster thus far. And when you look at ownership and GM and coach, I mean, one can't say Frank Vogel is a better coach than Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers is a proven coach. Doc Rivers is a champion. Steve Ballmer and U.S. have proved that they can lure free agents to play and they are building a contender. So when you look at it from that standpoint, uh, uh, Zion, I got to lean towards the Clippers here. Hello. Hello. Can you yes, guys hear me? Yeah, I hear you now. Good, good. So from a defensive standpoint, obviously, of course, I mean, with Patrick Beverly in the mix, along with Kawhi and, and, and Paul George, I mean, that's definitely a very scary trio uh, from a defensive standpoint. With the Lakers, as far as the Lakers are concerned, a lot of people forget, and, and you touched on it there, uh, Michael, in terms of DeMarcus Cousins. And yes, of course, there is going to be a question mark. He's been very injury riddled, particularly the last couple of years. But when healthy, I mean, if you look at the span of his career, this guy is a 20 and 10 guy. I think sure. specifically he averages about 21 uh, and 11, uh, which is amazing. And obviously playing alongside Anthony Davis once again, so having that familiarity there, Obviously, Rajon Rondo, so all of them were teammates before. I just think that you we're going to see, once again, contingent on his health, if DeMarcus Cousins is healthy, and then you add LeBron James to the mix to, you know, give him passes and lobs and, and, and all that stuff. Um, it's, uh, to me, I just think that DeMarcus has the potential to really be that X factor, and I think it's more than anything contingent on his health. And then we add in Kyle Kuzma that sometimes he kind of gets lost in the mix because everyone's talking about the addition of, obviously, Anthony Davis and this guy and that guy. Um, Kuzma, the steps that he's taken, um, you know, uh, uh, last year, second year in the league, uh, I think he really does have the potential to average anywhere between 18 to possibly 22 points. Will he get that many touches? Who knows? Because the Lakers do have, you know, potentially a lot of shooters and a lot of guys that can score the basketball. But I'm a huge Kyle Kuzma fan. And I think that he's going to definitely help them in terms of stretching the floor and providing that third punch offensively. And then you just go down the list. I mean, Danny Green, he's a spot-up shooter. He's a 3 and D guy. He plays great defense as well. Uh, Avery Bradley, to me, that was a steal in free agency. Um, But I'll concede there's definitely a question mark on him as well in terms of his health. I mean, he hasn't had the best history over the course of the last few years, you know, staying healthy and playing on the court. But all in all... If, once again, I'll go back to DeMarcus real quick, guys. If he is healthy, if you want to come back to what we were talking about earlier, and I'll throw this to you, Michael, in terms of the term super teams, if DeMarcus Cousins is healthy and he plays at the level that we're used to him, uh, used to seeing him play, 
Is that not a super team with three potential all-stars? It, it absolutely could be a super team. Um, but I, I, I question whether or not he's going to be that 25 and 12 guy just because he's the third option behind. There's a lot of players. Ifs. There's a lot of potential in that. Yep. You know what I mean? That, that, that's the only thing. I, because, you know, we saw how great Chris Bosh was in Toronto. But when he became the third option in Miami, his touches weren't as high and his numbers diminished from that, you know, superstar level. We saw the same thing with Kevin Love and when he played with LeBron and Kyrie. You know, his numbers diminished a little bit from when he was in Minnesota. So I, I question whether or not DeMarcus Cousins is going to get the same amount of touches that he would have gotten had he had been uh, his own on his own team. Uh, but I, I think if he plays up, if he's healthy and he, and he gives us a, a semblance of what we saw in Sacramento and in New Orleans for the injury, uh, yeah, yeah, you could, I, think, I think they could be close to the super team. It just depends on, on you, right, how, 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 how well he produces. Because we know what we're going to get out of LeBron AD. Definitely there. My my two wild cards for the Lakers is Kyle Kuzma. Obviously, uh, you know, he made significantly strides last year. Um, although I, I think he regressed on the defensive side of the and defensive end of, of the basketball. And, and that's where I, I think that the Los Angeles Lakers are going to have to find their pride. Frank Vogel prides himself on a defensive end. And that's where the, I think that he can definitely coach LeBron James and others on the team, of course. So Kyle Kuzma is my wild card as well as Danny Green. So what do we know about mm -hmm. Danny Green? He finished the season last year second in the NBA in three-point shooting. And what we know in the course of LeBron James' career, he likes to space the floor, he likes to survey the basketball floor, and he likes shooters around him that can knock down per perimeter jump shots. And so if Danny Green can at least be what he was last year for the Toronto Raptors, being great defensively but also can knock down timely shots like we did, we saw in the finals, I think that could be a big bonus for the Los Angeles Lakers. And so I, I think that in the Los Angeles Lakers this year for their success, we know what we're going to get from LeBron James. We're going to get 27, 8, and 8. We know what we're going to get from Anthony Davis. We're going to get 28 and potentially 12. But it's the others. It's the wild cards. It's the Kuzmas and the Danny Greens. And, and I think that the Los Angeles Lakers' success lies on those two men right there. Sure. Definitely there here on, on the Sebi podcast show. But wait. That's right. Zion won't go anywhere because we're going to talk about the entire landscape of the Western Conference and where these two battle teams of L.A. are going to be in a loaded and stacked Western Conference. You're listening to the Sebi Podcast Show, streaming only here on WNSC Radio. Hi, I'm Fanny. I'm Cecilia. I'm Joanna. And I'm Alwyn Jr. and we are Precise Tax and Accounting Services in Central Florida. And we would love to give a special thanks to Sebi Podcast Crew for keeping us up to date with everything sports during this busy tax season. Do you find yourself overwhelmed by the changes in our new tax law? Or would you just love to have the peace of mind that comes with dealing with a well-informed professional? If so, reach out to us for any of your tax, accounting, or small business needs and be sure to let us know that Sebi Podcast sent you. Thank you. Michael Gray, Sebi on the Sebi Podcast Radio Show with featured 
guest on the show with us, Zion Hezekiah, representing the six from Canada in Toronto, Ontario, here on the yeah. line with us, here with us, Toronto Talk Sports and more. And I'm going to start off with you, Zion. You're looking at the entire landscape of the Western Conference. When you talk about the Lakers and the Clippers, obviously they are playoff contenders right off the bat. Um, when you look at the entire conference here, what are you seeing? A any potential hurdles for these two teams? Yeah, so um, I think it's going to be a very interesting and an up-and-down regular season. Uh, I mean, we know this as, as basketball fans. We've been watching the league for years. When you have so many pieces, so many new pieces and moving pieces, it really does take a while to gel and to learn to play together. And, you know, that term that we throw around called team chemistry, right? Um, it, does, it certainly doesn't happen overnight, um, especially with LeBron James-led teams. I mean, we've seen it when he's changed teams in the past. Uh, usually they get off to somewhat of a slow start. It takes a while for them to figure things out. Um, I think the biggest thing for the Lakers is when they get to the playoffs, if everybody's healthy, I think that's going to be the main thing. But as far as the landscape of the Western Conference as a whole, to the point that I just made in terms of team chemistry and guys being familiar with one another, I mean, you look at a team like the Denver Nuggets, who for the most part have the same team that they had last year. They were close. Um, it's just that they're young, right? Um, you can say the same thing for uh, the Utah Jazz. Obviously, they have the addition of um, point guard uh, Michael Conley, uh, who I think was an amazing addition. And I will challenge you on one thing that you had mentioned in the earlier segment there, Sebi, regarding uh, the Clippers being the best defensive team uh, in the league. Um, I think that Utah actually will be the best defensive team in the league. The Utah Jazz, in my opinion, top to bottom, are the best defensive team and will be the best defensive team in the league. So those two teams there uh, really kind of stand out for me, Utah and, um, and, and the Denver Nuggets. But one thing I'll just throw in real quick, because, um, you know, obviously we listen to a lot of other, you know, sports talk and all the pundits and the analysts and this and that. And nobody seems to be talking, or at least not that much, about the Golden State Warriors, the Dubs. Uh, me personally, guys, I don't expect, once again, obviously contingent on health, and I'm talking when, you know, especially when Clay comes back, I don't see them falling too far off. I mean, for the most part, their nucleus is intact. Uh, yes, they lost, um, what's his name? Um, Clay Thompson. No, no, not Clay Thompson. Um, uh, Kevin Durant. No, 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 of course, not, not Kevin Durant, uh, Iggy, Iggy, Iggodala, Andre Iggodala. So I'm talking about guys who are, who are part of their core system right. who have been there, obviously, for years. And even Sean Livingston, actually, Sean of course. Sean Livingston, they... Kevon Looney, mm -hmm. yes. I, I, exactly. No, 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 they, they resigned Kevon Looney. Oh, they resigned Kevon Looney, yes. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they, they resigned Kevon Looney. But as far as, you know, staff, and then once Clay comes back, obviously you have Draymond Green there. You know, they have the addition of D'Angelo Russell, who I'm not necessarily a huge fan of, but I think he'll definitely help them, especially in Clay's absence on the offensive end. Um, if, you know, Clay comes back healthy and, and you know, everything else kind of uh, meshes, uh, I don't see the Warriors falling too far off. Nobody's talking about them. It certainly wouldn't surprise me seeing the Warriors contending for home court advantage in the Western Conference, guys. Wow, wow. That's a boss on Hezekiah there, uh, for sure. The Golden State Warriors making big acquisitions this offseason, getting D'Angelo Russell from the Nets and acquiring Willie Cauley-Stein inside from the Sacramento Kings to keep their core nucleus there. Uh, Mike, when you look at the Western Conference, do you agree with Zion Williamson's prognostication? <laughs> <laughs> Zion Williamson. <laughs> Zion as a guy. <laughs> 
I, I, I definitely agree. With, I, lo- I love the fact that he brought up the Golden State Warriors because you're absolutely right. I think people have already written off the, the entire West and said this is a two-team race in L.A. Uh, to get to who's to get to the finals. No, that Golden State Warriors team, you're absolutely right. And uh, it's still it's still intact for the most part. They have enough pieces, and they've added enough pieces to to keep keep them relevant in time for Clay Thompson to get back. Because once Clay gets back, their perimeter defense gets better, and their three point shooting is, is going to increase. So I already know how that's going to go. And then they're going to figure out how to work D'Angelo Russell into the rotation once Clay gets back. It's going to be interesting. But I absolutely agree. They still have the, that toughness, that grit with Draymond Green. And once Clay comes back in about February or March, this team will be right back in the mix. And once they get in the playoffs, I don't care what season they get into or what team they have to play. Somebody has to beat them four games out of seven in order for us to see it because we haven't seen somebody do it in the last five years. You're absolutely right. But outside of them, I, def- I definitely agree with the Utah Jazz. I don't agree that they're the best defensive team in the league because I think you can name about five to six players on the Los Angeles Clippers team that can possibly win defensive player of the year. That's how lethal they are on that defensive side, and they really guard all positions well. And and once they once they figure out team defense, they can really use that as a calling call and, and, and late pressure situations and be really one of the most stifling defensive teams in the league. But I definitely agree about the Utah Jazz being a dangerous threat. The Denver Nuggets, I mean, they're just scary. We haven't even seen Michael Porter Jr. yet. Uh, they keep their nucleus intact. They have. They're gonna grow from their. Um, uh, game seven series against the Portland Trailblazers. They're just going to continue to get better because of that experience that they had. And we all know how great Jamal Murray and Jokic are. The Portland Trailblazers are one of my sleeper teams as well because that team right there is they, 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 they're too special. They, 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 they were the number three seed last year that was very underrated. They got all the way to the Western Conference Finals. They lost their best big man in Nurkic uh, right before the playoffs had started. And they just the additions that they made, they, they, they kept Rodney Hood. They added Kent Bazemore. They added a Nasir Little. This, this team is special and geared to to possibly make another run at it. And it, it's 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 really it's really a deep it's really sad because you can look at all of these teams in the Western Conference except for the Memphis Grizzlies and, and the Phoenix Suns and say they can legitimately make the playoffs. And some, <laughs> great, some, some great team is gonna is gonna be mad this offseason because they couldn't make the playoffs because it was just that much competition. It's that stat in the West. <clears throat> That, that that's that's the biggest uh, output for me. Definitely there, boy Zion. Would you love your last name to be Williamson, wouldn't you? Maybe you could jump <laughs> like him, right? <laughs> oh boy, I, I wouldn't mind having his wallet. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely there, Zion to Zion. Real quick, guys, we've got immediate breaking news right now. Uh, Marcus Morris, Boston Celtics uh, forward, that. Um, committed going to the San Antonio Spurs has retorted. He's going to sign a one-year deal with the New York Knicks. There's been speculations that he would back out of that deal and sign with the New York Knicks as well as Trey Lyles um, last playing for the Denver Nuggets. He signs a two-year deal with the San Antonio Spurs. So breaking news with that, that just broke out right there for you guys, gentlemen. But yes, um, when we talk about the Western Conference, I, I, I got my eyes right there on the Utah Jazz, and I'm actually going to agree with you here, Zion, uh, and, and Mike knows this. I am a huge advocate of Quinn Snyder. I, I've said for years when we talk about some of the more premier coaches in the NBA, you hear Expulster's name, you hear uh, Brad Stevens, uh, Steve Kerr, Popovich, rightfully so, arguably, you know, maybe go down as one of the greatest ever, but we, we tend to forget about Quinn Snyder's, uh, you know, position and what he's done with the Utah Jazz out there in Salt Lake City. They've been 
top five in defense for five straight years at him with him being coach. And I think he's underappreciated and underdeserving for that best coach of the year, best coach overall in the NBA title. And so now that he has a legitimate team, getting Bogdanovich and with the signings of Mike Conley to pair up and mentor young Donovan Mitchell, I think that's going to break significant strides within Rudy Gobert, the stifle tower that he is, back-to-back defensive player of the year. So the the Utah Jazz are going to be right there in the thick of things with the Clippers as well. I I would slightly favor the Clippers just because of their personnel. I, I, I like Kawhi, the fact that he can guard one through four. Paul George can guard one through three, and, and we know how of a dog that Patrick Beverly is when he's guarding elite guards in the Western Conference. So I would slightly take them, but Utah is going to be right there with them in the thick of things. And, and, and kind of like what you guys said as well, Mike, the Blazers and the Denver Nuggets. I mean, you have Jokic, you have uh, Damian Lillard. Obviously, they're pillar, cornerstone players that they're building around. And boy, they have nucleuses. You've got Rodney Hood back, Ken Bazemore, Nasir Little, the additions of Hassan Whiteside. We'll see if he'll be able to stay on the court because the best ability is availability. And that's always a question mark with them uh, for the uh, Portland Trailblazers. And then when you look at the Nuggets standpoint, you know, you you bring back uh, Jokic, who made all first team center last season, right? And then you just sign an extension with Jamal Murray, who's young and elite at his position. And then you add around that. You have Beasley. You have Monte Morris. We'll see if Michael Porter Jr. can come back. So this Western Conference is loaded, guys. And, and I wouldn't be shocked to see any type of parity and mayhem this season. going to be exciting. Definitely looking forward to it. Um, I don't think I've been this engaged in the, during an offseason and this excited for the season to start. Uh, than I am right now. Um, I know we're just talking about the West. I mean, there's obviously been some activity in the Eastern Conference as well, but um, not so much so as the West. But yeah, the NBA is just, I feel, in a very, very good place right now. Uh, It should be a great season. Um, Very much looking forward to it, guys. Definitely there. Looking forward to that. And we're looking forward to speaking with you again, Mr. Zion. Hezekiah, not Williamson, (laughs) for sure. Uh, For all of our listeners here on our platform, I, I just want them to know where they can find you and, and the entire cast of Toronto Talk Sports and more. Yeah, so you can check us out uh, on the web, uh, torontotalksports.com. Uh, you can check us out on most uh, podcast listening platforms just by typing in Toronto Talk Sports. Uh, you can follow us on the gram at Toronto Talk Sports and uh, on Twitter at TO Talk Sports. Definitely there. You heard it from the man himself. Mr. Ezekiah and not Williamson, of course. <laughs> but nevertheless, when you Zion, it definitely has power and worth for sure. We were pleased to have you on the show here today, Mr. Zebby and Michael, thanks for having me on. Much appreciated. Uh, you guys are good dudes. Uh, keep on doing your thing, and I look forward to connecting with you guys again soon. Same for you, brother. It's a pleasure. Always a pleasure, no doubt. When we come back, Michael and I will go ahead and shift gears in sports. We'll go to the NFL, where big, big news with the Los Angeles Chargers and Melvin Gordon. You're listening to the Sebi Podcast Show, streaming only here on WNSC Radio.
the Sabi Podcast Radio Show streaming only here on WNSC Radio here for our very last segment here today on the show. Michael, big news coming from Chargers camp. Melvin Gordon, that's right, the all-pro bowl running back, said that he wouldn't come into training camp in this offseason until he got a new long-term deal. Your thoughts on that going along for the last... Well, well, one of, one of the biggest things I, I noticed when I saw that is he's realizing his worth. You know, he realized that not only is he realizing his worth, but he realized how, you know, the the, the running back the running back market in the NFL isn't, you know, the, the career span isn't as long as most positions. So he realizes that and he understands that and he's trying to get as much money as he can as, as early as he can while he's in the prime of his career while he knows he has the leverage because let's make no mistake about it. Melvin Gordon is one of the top running backs in this game when he's healthy. The problem with him over his career has been just can he stay healthy? Right. This this is this is a special running back and he's a special football player and he's electric not only running the football but catching catching uh, catching the ball out the backfield. Phillip Rivers, that's like his security blanket whenever things go wrong. Melvin Gordon and you can make you can be sure about it. He's gonna make a play and he. That that's that's basically what I see. I see he's he's trying to take advantage of you know his prime years. Understands his 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 chance to get big money is right now, and he, he's trying to take full advantage of it. Definitely there, but Mike, I, I got something to say about this. <laughs> I got something to say about this. I, I find this very interesting. You know, looking at Melvin Gordon yesterday, hanging out at the ESPYS, he was there. Um, you know, suited up very, very. Uh, we, I mean, GQ Gordon. I, I, I forgot his last name was first name was Melvin. You know, suited up brown suit. You know, with with the flowery uh, uh, dress shirt, and he's got the the flowery look going. I mean, this brother's got Louis Vuitton shoes. Very, very look looking GQ, GQ Gordon. You know what I'm saying? And and he's at the ESPYS, right? And he's hanging out with Tobias Harris, you know. He's hanging out with Lonzo Ball, uh, you know, Josh Hart and others, and Patrick Mahomes. And, and I just found it funny to myself. What do all of those guys have in common? You know, Lonzo Ball, he has his music career. Uh, he, he thinks he's an MC. He's doing money with that. Obviously, Tobias Harris gotten the big contract extension with the departure of Jimmy Butler in Philadelphia and then Patrick Mahomes we all suspect will be the first 200 million dollar man in the NFL uh, sometime here in the 2020s and it's funny to me Mike uh, you know Melvin Gordon all of a sudden a day after the SBs comes out and wants a new contract extension I, I I thought that was funny but but nevertheless when, when you th- think about him in the gridiron on the field, there's no doubt this guy's production is is, is uh, you know is uh, just remarkable. What he does uh, running the football and, and catch passing, catching passes from Philip Rivers, you know, you one can argue that outside of Keenan Allen, he was one of their more important pieces on that offense along with Philip Rivers. And so you saw that he paid real real dividends. He's had two thousand two. 1,000-yard seasons already in his young career. But I don't know. Isn't that a little funny to you? A little strange to you, Michael Gray, don't you say? Don't 
don't you say, Michael Gray? It, it, don't, don't you find that a little funny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, okay, I see. I see where you're coming from as far as the timing and everything. You know, it's um, it's, it's interesting. I see. I see where you come from, but I, I just think, I just think he feels like it's the right time because you know we're almost like a month away from training camp. You know, he wants to come right in. Um, I, I see where you're coming from. I didn't look at it from that perspective. I just looked at it from the perspective that okay, yeah, it's about a month away from training camp. He understands his worth, and he, you know, was probably going over, you know, some of the logistics with his agent. And he realized he realized that you know it, the time to get his money is now, you know one year, and he want he wants to get paid. He wants his money. He feels like he deserves it, and he's gonna hold out and stand for what he really believes. And he feels like this is the right decision. And I'm all for it. I'm all for the players getting their money. Definitely. Then I will admit with something that you said. Uh, of course, I've always said uh, throw all the antics away. Throw throw about the facts that we only remembered him going to jail and and that whole trial. I thought O.J. Simpson and his prime could have been the best running back at, to, to ever touch the rock or to ever rush for any yard. I mean, but he wasn't the same after 30. You, you think about the same for Walter Payton. Barry Sanders, boy, how shifty was he in the early 90s with, with the D- Detroit uh, Lions? He single-handedly one year, by carried that Lions franchise to the postseason. And, of course, most notably, Adrian Peterson, all of these great iconic backs that we all think are going to be in the Hall of Fame and some already are, weren't the same at the age of 30. And so from that standpoint, when you think about Melvin Gordon, he's trying to get paid now, entering the prime of his years, entering the prime where he think that, okay, I've just come back from back to back thousand yard seasons and I've showed you my production. I think that it's time to pay me. And when you look at it from that standpoint, of course, you got to feel for the brother. And, and, and pay him for sure, but for sure there with the Los Angeles Chargers there. Now, when it comes to, to that, and we see that the market for the running backs is not, it is actually haven't been profitable thus far, because if they were to pay Melvin Gordon, you've got guys like Denzel Washington and Denzel Pyramid, excuse me, not Denzel Washington, coming back for the Chargers. And of course, you're going to have to pay Derwin James, who I think is an elite safety already with how young he is. And Casey Hayward, of course, with these guys, uh, that defense, of course, there's going to be guys asking for their money. How, how does, from a standpoint for the Chargers, how do they look at this, of course, with Super Bowl aspirations? I think if they really have Super Bowl aspirations, what they're looking at this is they need to realize that this brother is realizing his self-worth. He's understanding what, what, what he's capable of doing for your team. And he wants to he wants to get paid. He wants to he wants to get his money. You know, these these NFL players, you know, they the the NFL, you know, for in a lot of their mind stands for not for long. So they're trying to take advantage of every opportunity they can. Damn. And I think what the where the charges need to go is, is is they need to take care of this brother. I think they need they both need to sit down and come to a mutual agreement on what's fair and what's right for him and, and needs to happen and see I see um I see him definitely getting paid because the Chargers realize his his worth and what he's capable of and I I know he'll get his money. Definitely there. This isn't one of these issues where we can see the Chargers letting of course their Pro Bowl running back Melvin Gordon go for nothing or even thinking about trading him or putting his name in the trading block because of his value. But nevertheless, myself and Michael Gray, 
the best tandem in the sports industry. And from here in Las Vegas, where it's 504 to where Michael is, where it's 804 in the East Coast, we want to say so long from now on the Sebi Podcast radio show. Until next time. You've missed some of our recordings or some of our episodes? Have no fear. The Sebi Podcast experience is still here. You can check us out at our website at sebipodcast.info. Again, that is sebipodcast.info for any of our audio segments on Spotify and iTunes and some of our streaming visuals on our YouTube website and links there at sebipodcast.info. Some cool merch. If you want to DM us and send us all of your email requests, we'll be sure to get them here on the Sebi Podcast Experience. And remember, folks, whether you're listening on air or viewing online, Sebi Podcast is wherever you go. And that is the slogan.